there's not just one job that you just go to from nine to five and you do the grind, but now it's like, oh, I can kind of do this and that brings me joy and I could do a little bit of this and that brings me joy and all of this is just kind of maybe one falls away for a little bit but you have other things that are also coming in um, into your life and just supporting you in other ways. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of a little bit of everything with me and I am your host Angelica. This is the podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. Today, my guest is a yoga movement therapist. Welcome, Christine, to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm excited to have you on the show. You've got a great story transitioning out of the corporate life into a new path as a yoga movement instructor. But before we even get into it, please introduce yourself to my listeners. Yes, my name is Christine Kenline, and I am a yoga therapist. Um, I also um, am a conscious relationship guide. Um, So I actually um, have now kind of focused all of the tools that I learned as a yoga therapist and um, have started to focus that on guiding women um, on their path to the self and creating conscious relationships from the inside out. And I actually live in Bend, Oregon, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you. So let's get into this. You are part of this corporate life. Please tell me, how was it? What made you leave? What was it that ticked you that said, you know what? I had it. I got to move on. Let me start a new path. Yeah. Yeah. So I had been in the corporate world for about 15 years. Um, and to go like all the way back to the beginning of, of my story, I think, um, it started in college actually, when I, I didn't actually really give myself a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I, I just kind of followed the typical path. I went to college. I, um, undergrad, I got a degree. I worked for a bit in corporate America. I went back to school again, got a grad graduate degree, and then went back into the corporate world. And I found myself at the end of, I guess it was 2017, um, just kind of like burnt out um, on all levels and all aspects of my life. And I just knew that I needed to take a break for once in my life and just step away and take, I actually ended up taking about six months to a year of just traveling and doing a little like inward journey to myself and understand who I was and what I wanted. And I surfaced on the other side, realizing that what I had been doing in the corporate world just didn't align with me anymore. And it was time to move in a different life direction. 
And I feel like a lot of us now, especially being in the corporate world, we're kind of just trying to navigate and it doesn't help when we're in a pandemic because you're, you're kind of wondering what's going to happen next or what can I do next? And I notice a lot of women have been able to start their own businesses and they're just kind of just saying, you know what? I got this cushion here just in case something does happen. I'm able to really just fall into this cushion that I've created my small little business. And I had interviewed somebody who is a headhunter, international headhunter, and was telling me that within his own company and the people that he's able to help internationally, he came up with a really brutal statistic that with these results and tests I believe it was, and I I feel like I have to go back and get the actual number. It was about 80 to 90% of the people really hate their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, it's funny. I'm not, I'm not surprised because, you know, I've, I've, I've had that conversation with myself and I've also just talking with my clients too, my current clients, um, and also just friends and family it's, it's a lot of people just actually don't like what they're doing and they just kind of work to get to retirement. It's, it's like they're, I feel like, at least for me, I wasn't really living in the present and enjoying life and enjoying what I was doing right then and there. It was almost like, oh, I need to save all this money. Um, and I need to just keep working and climbing this corporate ladder so that I can eventually retire. And so it's like living to retire basically when I was much older. And I don't know, I, I don't know if you've, if anything came up when you were talking with other people about this, but at least that was my, my personal perspective and what I've been hearing from other people is just, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to keep doing this, whatever it is. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are in that boat of just, I'm just going to stick around for a while and just let it be like, you know, I mean, like you mentioned, wait for that retirement. And I feel like I'll, you could do so much, but I, it, I guess it depends on the person because a lot of us tend to really break out of our shells and decide to do a million things. Like if you're, if you're like me, yes, I do work full-time. I do love my job. I am getting into a different career as well within, but it's like, I have all these different hobbies that I want to pursue and become successful in. And it's just like, you know, where do I stop? But it's just, again, it's building up to something where, God forbid something does happen. I at least I've got these other small businesses that I can really focus on. So I, I feel like a lot of people are in that boat where they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to work till, you know, 25 years or when I get my, my retirement, then I'm done. And that's it. Like, I'm just like, that's it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like the generations have changed because when you were talking to and people in a different generation, and I don't want to, you know, exclude out the older people, but older people have, some have shifted and adapted to this modern world. While meanwhile, others, like, let's say, for example, my mom, Mm -hmm. she would never think of starting a business. She would never think of, let me just quit this job that I've been here for 25 years and soon to retire. And let me start something else. It's very rare that you see that and hear about it. And I, you know, it's like I, I interviewed a lawyer last year who quit his profession. 
He's just like, screw this. I never wanted to get into it in the beginning. I kind of had to find my way at that time. And now I'm a photographer and I'm just like, wow, that's freaking awesome. But again, it's, I guess people are trying to adapt to this modern world because a lot has changed. So much has changed. And I love what you said about just having, even for you, and I'm a big believer in it too, is having multiple streams of income now. Cause I feel like that's kind of where we're moving into is like, there's not just one job that you just go to from nine to five and you do the grind, but now it's like, Oh, I can kind of do this. And that brings me joy. And I could do a little bit of this and that brings me joy. And all of this is just kind of maybe one falls away for a little bit, but you have other things that are also coming in, um, into your life and just supporting you in other ways. Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. Now, when you left this corporate life, which I've had so many people come on the show and talk about, which is fascinating because I love how they grasp onto that inspiration, motivation, and be able to, you know, come up with something that's going to help them be happy again. Mm -hmm. When you took that leap, did you ever have these doubts and regrets of what on earth am I doing? Is this the purpose? Is this what the universe is telling me? Did you ever have doubts when that happened? Oh my gosh. Yes. And I will tell you when I quit the corporate world, I I don't don't want to say I did it in style, but I definitely did it in a different way. I ended up selling everything basically that I owned except for a couple suitcases of clothes. And I just kind of, I, I just left and I was like, I need to go figure some things out and be somewhere that I can just sit and and like, and slow down for a little bit. Because at the time I was living in New York city and everything was super fast paced and just never had a moment of silence really, or slowing down at all. And so, yeah, I, when I did that, first of all, selling all my stuff, I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) Like, I definitely, the next day I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm crazy. And on my flight, I ended up flying to Guatemala, um, to, to do a a yoga teacher training, um, with my two suitcases in hand and I landed and I just sat there. I was in a hostel at the time. And I just sat there like almost in shock of like what just happened. So, yeah, so it, it definitely, I had some ups and downs and, you know, as I continued to explore and kind of move into this path of yoga and yoga as a way of life, um, I, I went, you know, I kept on saying, I can't do this. Like I had all these like limiting beliefs about myself. Like I can't do this. I'm, I'm never going to, there's so many people that are yoga teachers and yoga therapists out there. I can't, I can't do this. Um, I'm not enough. All of these like beliefs I had about myself um, to the point that um, during the pandemic, when fear was just a certainty and there was so much uncertainty that I ended up going back to the corporate world to feel that sense of safety and security that I feel like what is what it's providing for a lot of people. I don't know if that resonates with you at all, but that's kind of what I felt. 
And this was happening during where you were getting your yoga teacher training, right? Yes. So I went, I, um, moved to bend, um, after I did the traveling in Guatemala and I decided to go back to school as a yoga therapist for about a year and a half. And it was about six months, that was six months before the pandemic happened. Um, and I just graduated this last December. So for the majority of, well, for all of 2020, I was in school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I got to commend you for becoming a yoga teacher and a therapist, because it feels like it goes hand in hand and I can see why it could work. And a lot of people are, you know, getting into that yoga lifestyle, you know, they're trying to find their Zen, they're trying to find their balance and just meditating a couple of days a week. I'm sorry, a couple, couple times a day. Some people do it. I've heard some people do it three times a day can yeah. really help them and get into their inner self to really take away the feelings that they have that's hurting them during that day or exhausting them. So I really love the practice of yoga and there's so many different types of yoga that a lot of people get that misconception of, well, I don't want to just be sitting there and meditate. It doesn't have to be that way. There's fast pace, there's medium pace, there's so much, so many different types of yoga, which I truly love. And I feel like you're, you're always learning. You're always learning new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many different types of yoga and and also I think just my belief is that like everything I'm doing in life, when I'm just aware of the fact that I'm doing something or I'm present with myself is in my sense, like it's a yoga practice. So like you could be going for a walk outside, let's say disconnect from technology and your phone and get rid of that and go just look around outside and do like more of a walking meditation where you're just being present with the trees and the flowers and the things around you. And that could be your yoga practice for the day. Um, so sometimes it's not necessarily just like going to a yoga class, but you can, well, the reason I love it is that everything that I do, I can create like a practice from that and just be present with, with what I'm doing. For sure. Definitely. I agree with you. Now through your yoga career, what has been the hardest part when you were getting it off the ground? Yeah, I think, um, I think the, the fun part is always, um, it's always the training and you're meeting a lot of new people and there's community, um, and friends, and it's just this amazing support system. And I think sometimes the hardest part when I started to build a business in it, um, it felt, and I think I did this maybe to myself is like, I have to do this on my own. And I had that mindset and then it made me feel really alone, which was totally the opposite experience of what I was having when I was in the, the trainings and school. Um, and so when I found myself like trying to do everything on my own and figure everything out, even though I had never done this before, I think the hardest part was just asking for help and support for me. And, but I realized that once once I did that in all aspects of my life, just reaching out and saying, you know, I've never done this before, admitting that to myself and saying, okay, I, I need support to, 
you know, guide me through this. So, because it's new and I'm learning and growing and that, that was kind of the low to the realization that just ask for help, Christine, (laughs) just ask for help. So, yeah. I feel like asking for help is such a big thing for everybody. Even for myself, I'm always like, uh, I don't know if I want to ask for help. Like I can just do everything on my own, but sometimes you just got to step back and say, okay, I need your help. Yeah. I need it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's why like, um, you know, I, I ended up my, my business, I just started my business at gosh, it was kind of in February. It was kind of a blur. I'm like, okay, I think I'm starting a business, but then really launched it at the end of March. Um, and it's evolved so much since then, but one of the consistent like messages or, you know, things that I focus on is just reminding people that I just want to be a part of their support system, wherever they're at in life. Um, and that's just so important to me because I, I needed that myself when I was moving through some challenging times. And now I just want to be uh, support people in the same way. Now, what type of strategies are you using yoga and therapy at the same time? Because I understand what yoga is Mm -hmm. and how it's being conducted, but also when it comes to therapy involves, is it different? Is it similar? Like, explain to me how that works. And also for my listeners who don't know. Yeah. So when, um, so a yoga therapist, the difference between like the therapist and the teacher side is that as a therapist, you do, you actually have an intake form for your clients. Um, I usually work with like one person, so an individual or small groups, if they have the same kind of, um, goal or concern, a lot of that is like, if, you know, a lot of people have a condition, um, a similar condition, like if they're working with like MS or uh, diabetes or something like that. Um, or if like, you know, it's a group of women that are like pregnant, you know, like people that have the same similar things going on in their life. Um, so I, I have everyone fill out an intake form and that helps get them like, you know, their patient history, understanding their support structures, a little bit about their belief systems, um, what, what they're trying to focus on. So what their goal or primary concern, and we actually start focusing on that one thing, even though all of the time, (laughs) every time I've worked with a client, it goes in different directions, um, and stems from different directions, but the intake form is the big, uh, one of the big differences. And then my schooling, um, we actually have to learn common Western medical terminology because even though yoga therapy isn't a, um, it's certified, but it's not a licensed practice at the moment, um, we're working toward that as a community um, because it, I believe it's just um, something that would be a wonderful addition to the holistic healthcare system that we're kind of evolving into. And so having that background of like medical terminology, I can have conversations with physical therapists or, you know, refer my clients to doctors or psychologists in my area, knowing that that's not a part of my scope. And so it's, 
it really is it's different than um, a yoga teacher where that's more focused on a group dynamic um, understanding that you're guiding a group in like more of a class or a sequence or you know breath work or meditation but there isn't the um, more specified intake and, and goal setting that's so cool I love that yeah yeah I love it it's um it just, you know, it's such a wide range of like tools and practices that um, not only are like at a physical level, but starting to give people tools to dive into like what's actually going on with their mental well-being, their emotional well-being and their like spiritual well-being, which kind of relays to like, what's your purpose in life and what you know, what are your passions and things like that. And so just really helping people bring more self-awareness to their lives. And I feel like that for me is like the number one thing is just becoming more self-aware. For sure. And I actually being able to realize, if I may add, the things that are happening around you, because a lot of stuff that happens around us tend to, we tend to either deny, we forget, and I've learned that a lot about myself the past couple of years, because even working with a naturopath, we do uh, meditation um, sessions and also a lot of Chinese medicine as well. And it really helped me realize like you kind of need to just make these little adjustments to make yourself better, but also just, you know, I, I, I did have to do a lot of work, but it was eye-opening. It was really eye-opening to really realize that a, B, and C, and D was bringing me down, and I wasn't being able to be true to myself. And once you remove A, B, then C and D can definitely be easy to manage. So it's really interesting how a lot of us forget what's around us that can be affecting us. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And it's just eye-opening. Sometimes it's just nice to have someone hold space for you and ask those questions or give you the questions to start asking yourself. And you, in a sense, are doing, it's, you're doing the work, but there's someone there to just guide you and um, along the way. And I like what you said. It just, it helps us become more aware of our surroundings and the community and world around us too, because once you're, I feel like once you're fully, you're connected with yourself and you kind of understand what's going on with you, that echoes outward to your friends, your family, your community and the world. And you just start seeing things in a different perspective and just seeing people for being people like we're all human and we all are trying to move through this world and figure this out. And it make it helps like at least me feel really connected to everyone around me because we're just, we're on, we're on the same journey. It just looks a little different. Exactly. And it's kind of like, even though we're on the same journey, we kind of have the same similar experiences that we go through. Of course, some are different from others, but we can handle it in almost the same way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's like when we look around us, it's like we sometimes see a reflection of ourselves and other people. Um, and we're like, oh, I've been there. 
a very similar situation. And um, I think also like um, in this like world of yoga or any kind of like healing modality, I, you know, for me, like a lot of the things that um, when I work with my clients are really based on my own life experiences and not, you know, the tools that I've collected along the way. And then I just, I ask them or recommend like, how about try this and see how it shifts your perspective? Because I just know that like, it helped me, it helped shape my understanding of myself and, and others. For sure. Definitely. I agree with you. And this is fantastic because I feel like now with yoga being incorporated into therapy, it's just, oh my gosh, I can, I can really picture it. Like you can sense the free, the being free from all your emotions and thoughts and anything that's dragging you down. Like it could be so peaceful because I've done yoga before and now incorporating the therapy, it's just like, boom, you know, we can help you with the problem that you're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think it's such a valuable, um, integration into the overall, like, like I said, the health, you know, our healthcare system and that, um, you know, we're all just working together. So when there's something going on with someone, you know, you could go see an acupuncturist, a yoga therapist, you can have a primary care physician, you can see, you know, a psychologist, like you can have all these different people that come together with a different approach for you. And it just kind of is giving you different avenues and different ideas, but then you as a client selects the things that like resonate with you, but it's nice to have a, like a really a holistic support system around you to, to like wherever you're at and not just like one perspective. Yes. And a lot of people forget there's like natural ways of trying to deal with what you're going through. And ever since I've gone natural with a naturopath and dealing with everything, even with my health, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I didn't have to go to the doctor, which some doctors, all they do is prescribe medication, 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 just to get that little, uh, you know, that little check by the end of the month, but it's just, you know, the amount of care you get through holistic and natural, uh, doctors can really help you get to where you want to be. Yeah, I agree. I had, um, so for many years I, um, suffered from, and I still have bouts of it, but I, I have like general anxiety and I was diagnosed with that, um, probably should have been diagnosed much younger, um, than I was, but, you know, early college was when it surfaced, um, like very heightened for me. And the reason the, the primary reason I actually even started taking yoga classes or my first yoga class was because I heard that yoga was a way to help manage anxiety. And I was so tired of taking prescriptions because it made me really foggy and I didn't feel like myself. Like I just wasn't feeling connected with anyone. It made me very like cloudy. And so when I started to take yoga classes, it shifted everything. And I, over the years, um, I ended up just with, with my doctor, like weaning off the prescription because it was working for me. Um, but I just loved the fact that I could go on this like natural, um, like you said, 
go down this other path and look at healing or working with something that a condition I have in a different way. For sure. Definitely. And I love hearing those stories of people, you know, finding a natural approach to, you know, being able to solve whatever they're going through. And it's fantastic how it really helps. I know a lot of people who are probably listening or doubting like, no, you know, it's, I don't, I don't believe it because it's a slow process, but it's like taking vitamins, you know, it doesn't take 24 hours. Like my mother-in-law thought just because, you know, vitamin C can go right through you, like right into your system right away. And I said, no, it takes about three to even six months for your body to adapt that you're intaking something, especially a vitamin. It doesn't happen right away. So a lot of people are kind of shocked by that, but then, you know, there is the whole point of this is that there is natural ability, a natural support that can help you solve whatever you're going through, but it's going to take time. Anything that's natural is going to really take time. And it's all about patience, but you get to really figure out who you are and get to see your true self and be able to see yourself grow and evolve through what you're going through. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, um, I think that, you know, the, the desire for that instant gratification, um, is so ingrained. It was, it's still ingrained in me, but it's so ingrained in our like society of like, okay, if I do this one thing, I'm going to feel better in an hour. Um, but that's not the case. A lot of the time when that does happen, it's just, it's that thing that we did is just covering up what's actually happening. Um, so that's why it takes a while because your body's having to like repattern and readjust and, you know, that could take, like you said, three months, six months, a year or more. Yeah. And I can say with what I had to deal with and really go through, it took me about two and a half years and we're still working on it, but I've seen results within the first year. And I was like, I cannot stop. I got to keep going. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. Um, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of doing of, you know, either changing eating habits, trying to take in these certain supplements for a couple of weeks, you know, trying to change your lifestyle a little bit just to get better, just to get better and get back to your normal self. I can say it's really worth it. Yeah. I, I want to, I agree with you. It really is. It really is worth it. What other services do you provide? Are you just sticking through yoga? Do you have an online community that you would love to share with my audience or what else you got going on? Yeah. So I, um, right now am, like I said, I've transitioned my business a little bit as, um, so I use yoga therapy tools, but I've been doing conscious relationship guidance, um, for women to, to start their journey to their self. Like we've been talking about so that they can create conscious relationships with intimate partners and friends and family and all kinds of relationships in their life. Um, so I've been working with, um, people one-on-one, um, through what I'm calling like conscious immersions where, um, we, I just guide them through either a three month or a six month experience to just help them get to know themselves on a deeper level. And another, um, thing that I've been, uh, kind of creating as well is a, I have a community called seasons of self. 
Um, and it's on, it's a Facebook community um, right now. And it's helping support um, women kind of break free from an, and identify toxic patterns that they have within themselves and within their relationships so that they can really create relationships based on their values and what they want, need, and desire. Um, and that, and that concept of seasons of stealth really stemmed from my dating, my dating life. Um, and just understanding that we, you know, I was moving through cycles and the, the seasons of like spring, summer, autumn, and winter we're constantly moving through in regards to ourself and how that impacts our relationships with others. And so I, I've developed a framework for this group based on that understanding of seasons within ourselves. And so I've been kind of um, building the that community and my one-on-one -on -one guidance um, business right now. And also on the side, I teach yoga, um, 200 hour teacher trainings, and I teach yoga classes in my community here at Bend, here in Bend. So lots of little, lots of things going on. Well, that's good. At least you're keeping yourself busy and continuing to practice and also helping women and creating a support system. Cause I feel like nowadays with this whole pandemic, a lot of us had to really shift and adapt and kind of just figure out what's next and what has the pandemic taught you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, I 100% agree, like coming, you know, this pandemic, like I said, it just, um, it felt like I, I definitely, um, created better relationships with my partner and our family unit here, but I also realized, um, just like the fact that we were cut off from connection and community, um, and we've, you know, built a lot of like online communities in from this, but I personally miss having like a connection with communities in person. And I think that I really value, um, quality time and connection with people. And I, I feel like I'm so much more conscious when I am spending time with other people now slowly as things are starting to open up here. Um, I feel like I'm just more present and I'm, find, you know, shutting, shutting off my technology and just being there with other people, because, you know, I really, I really missed that over the past year or so. And what did you learn about yourself? Because I find I, I was just more resilient. Like I had to keep myself busy, even though I was, I was very fortunate to continue working, but I notice a lot of people answer this differently and I love hearing it because it's, it becomes a positive for a lot of people. So what did you learn about your own self? Yeah, I learned, <laughs> I learned so much. I realized I kind of came back to what I valued in my life and in my relationship um, and realized that like, I, I just, I love where I live. I um, love this like new path for me in regards to my career. Um, and I think the biggest thing though was just rekindling that relationship with myself and just really like, I, I really worked on self-love this past year and getting to know myself and loving every aspect of myself. I spent a lot of time by myself, which I think a lot of people out there have. Um, 
And I think that was the biggest thing was just getting to getting to know myself on just a deeper level and building that self-love. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love what you said there about that self-love because a lot of us have been in this hustle and bustle, especially if you're living in the Americas, because, you know, it's a fast paced life and you just, I feel like time just flies even faster and it's hard to keep up and you, you forget about the people around you for a moment. And a lot of people who immigrate here or have been living here just a short time, they're just like, wow, it time just flies by and you're on to the next day, you're on to the next day, then the weekend comes and then it just goes by even faster. And it's just like, everyone's in this, in this working mode. And it's true. We're, we, we obviously have priorities. We have stuff to pay. And I feel like with the pandemic has allowed us to slow down a little bit and appreciate the people and everything that we have around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the, a lesson I learned was just like, less is more. And you know, yeah, work is going to be there, <laughs> but the people around us and even ourselves, like our health and our well-being, and all of that is just so important to nurture. Um, and that work just kind of, it's not like it faded in the background, but it became less of a priority. And I think, like you said, the people around me and myself included have just become the forefront of, of, my focus, I guess. For sure. Definitely. Well, Christine, I really appreciate you coming onto the show and telling us about your journey, leaving corporate America, becoming a yoga movement therapist, creating a community. I really love what you've mentioned and talked about self-love. And of course, just taking care of ourselves is so important. We, we definitely forgot about that, but Thank you so much, Christine. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this time and space. Well, Christine, where can the listeners find you? Yes, um, you can check me out on Instagram um, at Christine Kenline. Um, you can also, if you're an email person, you can send me an email at hello at christinekenline.com. Um, and yeah, check me out on those two places. I'm in the process of rebuilding my website right now. So definitely, definitely follow me on Instagram, um, to see, see what I'm up to. And I would love to connect with you also there and just hear about all of your stories. Awesome. And to all my listeners out there, Christine's information is going to be in the show notes. Thank you again for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. And that's all we have for now. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. Yeah. And you're you listening are to you listening to. Do a little bit of everything with Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me.
hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.